I'll be taking my glasses off and putting them back on over and over. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Good, good to see you all. Um, right. I first came to this church, or I think it was back in 2010, 2011. And, yeah, I didn't, really didn't want to come. <laughs> because it was that much further away from where we live, because we live over in Stourbridge. And uh, we'd already moved out to a church in Old Hill. And then we came to here. And I said, we won't know anybody. But actually, we did. Because that's when Les Leslie was grabbed by um, Whitney and dragged into the church. said, this is the lady who bought me my first Bible. Anyway, I wasn't going to speak about that. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's how it was. But, uh, but really, I, I arrived pretty broken. And, uh, yeah when I actually went along to one of the Tuesday night prayer things, um, I found out that they did Waiting on God, which I didn't know anything about that. And it scared me witless. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I hear my heart beating and sat there for half an hour of no, just silence. I thought, what am I going to do? Anyway, I, found, I did find out in the end, but um, this big guy called... Um, Steve Hartland, that's it, thank you. <laughs> it, when uh, people were giving, uh, what's it called? God's original design. Sorry, can't read my own, uh, own notes. God's original design. We, we tend to do that here quite a bit. And it just it builds up people, it builds up the church. But encountering that for the first time and somebody telling me, you're involved in youth work, aren't you? And he didn't know me from Adam was just mind-blowing so I just wanted more and more so I kept coming back and kept coming back and uh, yeah so how's, how's everybody doing because I've, I've struggled with through COVID have you all been struggling are you all coping all right really any any anxiety out there really put your hands up if you get anxiety well at least one two yeah yeah, I've had, I've had the same. I've, uh, I've, fall, I've fallen into the trap of, um, yeah, looking at all sorts of the wrong things on the internet and seeing all the negativity and, and uh, yeah. And then other things come as well, don't they? Um, I ended up having three weeks off recently with stress. Me. <laughs> Me. I thought, what is going on? <laughs> anyway, I was walk, walking down... Um, to the local doctors to get an extension for my uh, my sick note and there's like two paths there's one level and one that goes down into the wreck that I have to walk through to get to the doctors and as I was walking down this, I saw this other lady, a lady walking towards me on this other path really struggling really hurting and if a lot of you know me that I, I pray for anything that moves usually <laughs> And uh, I nearly, nearly walked on by, and I just thought, no, I can't walk on by. It's a bit, it's a bit like what we're taught in, in work with regard to health and safety. If you see something that's unsafe, don't walk on by, sort it out. And I, I sort of try and apply that to praying for people. If I see somebody hurting, I, I cannot walk on by. I have to go and pray or ask if I can pray. So, of course, I asked if I can pray for her. She got arthritis. I prayed for her twice, and the pain level came really low. And then she, I think she got a little bit freaked. She said, I've got to go to the, I've got to go to the uh, the shop. 
So I just let it go. I've, lear- I've learned to just let people go. Anyway, I went and got my uh, extension. Oh, that's right, sorry, main point. On, on the way down there, I stopped in the middle of the park and I thought, I had a word with myself. I said, what are you doing? And uh, we all, a lot of us have been taught here about strongholds. Anybody not know about strongholds here? There will be a few, I know, yeah, anyway. Strongholds. If you, anxiety is rooted in fear. Now, I recognize, I suddenly realized what I was doing. I was agreeing with the spirit of fear. So I did the five R's on myself. I recognized the issue. I repented of it right there and then, of the agreement with this spirit, this spirit of fear. I commanded it off me. I, I, I said, Lord, I'm sorry for agreeing with this spirit. I, will not, you know, I won't do it again. I probably will, but because <laughs> we like that, aren't we? So, and it's, um, so I repented. So it's recognize, repent, receive forgiveness. I stood there and received forgiveness. And that was awesome. And then I uh, replaced it. So I rebuked it. That's when you, you, you tell the spirit, you, you're not coming back. I rebuke you. You go back to the pit of hell and stamp on its neck. <laughs> and then you receive the opposite spirit. Now I know 2 Timothy 1.7 is sort of ingrained on my, in my brain. And it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind. So I just pray that over, over all of you, especially the sound mind. <laughs> all right, because, yeah, I don't know where I was going, but I was going down a bit of a hole, but realized then. And then I had a nice w- extra week off. It was great. <laughs> it was lovely and sunny. Anyway. Um, now, I was going to talk a little bit about... Um, strongholds. Now I know a lot of you know all about strongholds and you've had teaching about um, God's original design as well and, I, and it came up from uh, Christ Church Fulham. Now I know I've been completely changed by that ch- teaching and it used to be, well we, we're still doing God's original design and listening for people on a Tuesday night on, a, on and off you, but you've got to keep coming and it's just Tuesday nights, I really try not to miss, as you probably gathered. You, know, you haven't seen me much on a Sunday, but I'm always there on a Tuesday night because God really turns up, and it's, the teaching is amazing. It's wonderful. And you get set free of stuff. And, yeah, that, that's my story. Really. I was, you know, all the years I've been here, gradually, strongholds have been identified and stripped off and stripped off, and I've been set free absolutely set free um, and when I was set free uh, it was I was praying we had a, we, we did have a youth group here once <laughs> but Mark and Lucy they moved away to Kenya I think they're back somewhere now but uh, because I, did, I used to do um, youth work I thought I've got to get involved with that so we were praying one night and I prayed Lord I want to see people healed in fact, I'm fed up. I'm not seeing him healed. I've had enough of it. It says in your word, go heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out demons. Raise the dead. Why can't I do it? I've had enough of it. I'm really passionate and angry. 
And then, and then I shut up, and it was like I was punched in the stomach. And I just blurted out, right, I'm going to chase after you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I didn't even know that was in the Bible. I found out about a year later. That's, that's how dull I was. <laughs> and it, it's, the, uh, the, it's the greatest commandment, isn't it? Let me just, um, I've got plenty of notes here. Perhaps you can find that for me, Nick. The greatest commandment. I'm not sure if I've even written that one down. Um, so, yeah, the greatest commandment says, oh, I guess I've written it down. It's the, it's the Shema, isn't it? Which is what I've been t- talking about or studying for a while. Hang on a sec. It's Mark 12, 29 to 31. And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our, G- our God. The Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. How the heck do you do that? (laughs) How do you do that? Well, I realized that um, actually what I got was just the first bit, really. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So I, I, had, I just had a go. I came into ch- church on a, on a Sunday, and where I'd been praising like that, it became like that. And as if you see my hand flickering, I can't stop that. That happened. Yeah, I'll, I'll just carry on. I just really went after God with everything I had, all my heart, all my mind, all my strength. And I, I just recommend you to do it. Just go for it. It's wonderful, absolutely wonderful thing to do. And I read everything I could about healing. I, I was on the internet. I was watching a guy called Tom Loud, Todd White, the, uh, the normal Christian life videos. Absolutely so amazing. So many people getting healed. Um, yeah, just fasc- absolutely amazing. And I was reading all about uh, a guy called Smith Wigglesworth. I don't know whether, he, whether you've heard of Smith Wigglesworth. It's probably been mentioned a few times here. Um, where he'd grab dead people out of caskets and throw them up against the wall <laughs> and command them to come, come to life and walk. And he'd do that, he'd do that until they, they did. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, I haven't got, quite got that far yet. But one Sunday morning at the back, I was stood at the back there, going for it, and uh, it was as if, yeah, I was, I, a bolt of electricity just went through this right hand, and I just shook and shook. It was just, yeah, and what I got was a, a download, a download of boldness and power. And faith, and so after that, I just, I just stepped out in faith, 
and just started to pray, but with, with authority. And I, command, I just commanded stuff to get off people. And it started to happen over and over and over again. Do we need to? So ever since then, I have, I've been praying for loads and loads of people and seeing incredible healing. In fact, I'll, I'll just give you a couple, couple of testimonies. Last, um, oh, back, back on, on Good Friday, I, uh, I've been doing some work in the garden and making some uh, raised beds and needed some manure. So I was on my third trip to collect manure from uh, Hagley. Um, you get, all the, you get all the best stuff from the posh places, don't you? <laughs> anyway, I, I turned up, and the lady who I normally got it from wasn't actually there. Her mom was there with her two daughters, and they were a bit concerned about one of their horses. So <laughs> I ended up praying for their horse. <laughs> I said to them, I said, look, I normally pray for people, but I'm happy to pray for your horse. <laughs> and, uh, but I knew it would open the door, you see. If there was method in my madness, it would open the door. So as I'm going up to pray for this horse, they say, oh, but she doesn't like men. She doesn't come anywhere near them. You'll be lucky to get anywhere close. I went, okay, all right. I thought, oh, God's, got, God, God's got this. And this poor horse had got um, appendicitis and, and other things wrong. Um, and an infection, not in a good way at all, really, but it was stood up and it was eating hay. So I off a bag off the, off the fence. So I just pulled some hay out of that bag, fed, fed the, she actually took some off me, but then stepped away from me, because I assumed, because I was a bloke. And then I prayed, and I commanded all the sickness to get off her, as I would do for a few human, <laughs> exactly the same. I mean, they're part of the, f f animals are part of our family, aren't they? So why not? So I prayed, and this horse then stepped towards me, and I was able to put my hand on its forehead. And the, and the shouts, the, and the cries behind me was, wow, that's amazing. I thought, yeah, now this is God. <laughs> so I prayed. And, and uh, then, then I had a chat with the mom and the, and the kids. And I think I was able to pray for the daughter because she was having a rough time with something. But the mom wasn't having any of it. But uh, Ez and I went for a walk back that, that same way. Um, I think it was on this Sunday. And we found out that Apple was feeling and looking a lot. That's that how she's a lot better. She's so much better than she was. And I thought, amen, that's, that's just awesome. Um, so I thought that, that was a real witness. And then on the, um, oh, on the Saturday, because that happened on the Friday, on the Saturday, I went off to uh, do some um, yeah, healing on the streets in Shrewsbury. Um, part of a team who got, Gary, Gary was there as well, Mr. Wisnicki, he was out there with us. And during the day, uh, I spotted this little, little lad, he was about five years old, and his mom was sort of chasing after him with these tiny little crutches, with rain, rainbow, I remember the rainbow colours around the crutches. And he, he sort of limped over to the the seat where we, where we were set up by talking to people and he, he sat down and his mum put his crutches down and I just went in straight away, I thought no, not happening no way I said mum, what, 
I said, we're a bunch of Christians and we're out here ministering to people. Um, I can see your son's not very well. Could I pray for him? She said, yeah, of course you can. She was very open. I said, what's, what's the problem? Oh, he's got a degenerative bone condition in his left hip. I said, okay. I said, can I put my hand on his hip? Yeah, no problem. So then I, I, I knelt down and I spoke to uh, little Louis, lovely little lad. And I said to him, can I put my hand on your hip? Is that okay with you? And he went, yeah, yeah. Because when I do and when I pray, all your pain's going to go. Is, is that okay? Yeah, he said. So I put my hand on his hip. I commanded all the pain to go. I commanded full restoration of the bones, tissue, the muscles, tendons, ligaments, everything in Jesus' name. With all pain, get out now. And I, I said, does that feel any different? He said, yeah. He said, yeah. Is, is the pain gone down? He says, yeah, it has. I said, right. I said, but is, is it all gone? He says, no, it's not all gone. Right. I, I prayed again, twice more. But these times, I got him to get up and walk around the tree which was close by. So after the second time of praying for him, he walked around the tree and he got no pain, praise God. Absolutely no pain. So that, that was absolutely wonderful. So I told him, look, ask, I said to him, ask Jesus to, to I said reveal. And then I said, no, show. Ask Jesus to show himself to you. And he will, because he's the one who's healed you. I wasn't too heavy on it. I just left it at that. And then his dad came back and he was, he'd been in Greg's getting the, uh, getting the food for the family because this, this lad's sister was sat next to him as I was praying. I think I prayed for her for something as well. But then I tried to speak to the dad. He wasn't having any of it, nothing. Shutters were down, which is a bit sad really. But then I realized why I had to go in quickly because I didn't mess around, I went straight in. If, I, if dad had come back when I'd asked if he'd have been there when I'd asked to pray I wouldn't have been able to pray for him and so I, I said to the dad I said okay so when in two weeks time you find out your son is, is definitely absolutely completely healed what are you going to do then that won't be the case he said I said I said it already is and I just left it at that <laughs> it's just absolutely a wonderful opportunity to pray Am I running out of time? <laughs> right, I've got a some, something. Yeah, I've been look, looking into the Shema. Anybody know what the Shema is? It's what I've just read out, really. Um, it's the in Deuteronomy six four to five. It says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one." You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. That is the Shema. Shema in Hebrew means to hear and to listen and also to obey. There's no, there's no Hebrew word for, to obey. So it's, it's an amazing word. It means to hear, listen and obey. And apparently, um, I was reading, in fact, hang on a second. Torah for dummies. <laughs> Perfect for me. <laughs> and, uh, given to me by good friend uh, Steve. Steve B. He's not here today, is he? No. 
and yeah, it's just perfect, perfect really. Um, yeah, and it, t- it told me that uh, this prayer has to be recited twice a day by the Jews. That's what it says in the, uh, in the Old Testament, that they, that they have to recite this twice a day. And there's other things about teach, teaching their children and reminding their children to do this. And it just reminds them of who God is and what they should do. They should love God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. Because if you, if you think about John 3, 16... For God so loved the world that he gave his only, only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall, shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, that is, is incredible love, isn't it? Passionate love. And God just wants the same from us. And when we, and when we do that, when we, when we passionately love him, wow, things change. I've been changed. You can be changed. But you, you, what does it say? It says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. That's in James 4, 8. Just so you know, I'm not making these uh, verses up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's what I found. In fact, I used to think, Tim's close to God, so I'll go and get next to him. <laughs> so I'll be close to God. Sounds mad, but it worked. <laughs> You know, you just get close to people who are already close to God. Learn from them. And you'll get close to God. And, wow. But with the Shema, it actually says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. What Jesus actually says is, he adds, with all your mind as well. So when he says it, he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, all your, sorry, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And uh, there's something called the Bible Project on uh, YouTube. So if you just search for the Bible Project, and they do, yeah, they expand and expand expound on certain words and there's a section on on the uh, on the Shema and I'll just recommend you to have a look at it I'll, I'll, I'll put some something on the WhatsApp so you can actually find them but they're just am- it's just amazing as to what these words mean in Hebrew and yeah what was it I was doing a bit of a, a word study let me just uh, see if I can just find that oh yeah the fact that um in, in Exodus 3.13 to 14, Moses asked God, Whom should I say have sent me? And God responds by saying, I am that I am. You must say this to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. However, it could be awkward for Moses to go to the Israelites and Pharaoh to say, I am has sent me. So in Exodus 3.15, God revises this phrase and changes it to the third person by saying, Tell them. It's, tell them that he is has sent you. I'm not sure that makes that much difference, really. <laughs> but the word he is come from, comes from the Hebrew root word heya, which means to be. And the third person form of this word is he is. And that becomes the name Yahweh, 
So in Hebrew, Yahweh means I am, or he is. You know, he's this self-existent one. And I don't know, when, when I was looking at this and the Shema and the, and the word heart sort of jumped out at me. And the fact that Yahweh means I am, or he is, the word heart, he art, he is. You ever seen that? It just sort of, whoa, that's, it's just like, whoa, you know, God's in your heart, he is. In the word heart, he art, he is. I thought it was awesome anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, is our heart really who we're at? We are, I am. Well, God's I am. <laughs> and, and he is, he art. It's, it, it's all, just blew my mind. Really blessed me. And the other, the other, da- the other daft thing I found in, um, in the Torah for dummies. <laughs> Do you know Mr. Spock? And he goes, live long and prosper. Well, that's straight out the Torah. <laughs> really? Yeah, seriously, it's here, look, see? See, but they, they used both hands for the, priest, for the priestly blessing, and they do, they, they do that. So, Mr. Spock, I don't know whether he was Jewish, but he nicked, he nicked half of it anyway. <laughs> it's just fascinating to me. And I'll, just, I'll just read, what does it say? It says, Jewish, where are they? Jewish tradition teaches that the priests held their arms up over people as they blessed them. They also held their fingers in a special way and brought their hands together, as shown, as I've just shown you. When the fingers of each hand are positioned properly, they form the, the Hebrew letter Shin, which is the first letter of Shaddai, the name for God that implies God, God's infinite power and strength. And it says, do you remember how Star Trek's Mr. Spock held his hand when, when he gave the Vulcan sign and said, leave long and prosper? Leonard Nimoy, the actor who played the part, based this hand configuration on the blessing of the priests as taught in the Jewish tradition. So, well, I think I'll finish with this. So, may God bless you and keep you. May God shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May God direct his providence towards you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you. Let's uh, give him another thank you for that.